Welcome, and thank you for joining me on Graceful Exposure. This podcast is about exposing God's grace through every season of our life. I'm your host, Denisha Patterson, and my hope is that you can allow God's grace to flood your heart wherever you are today. Grab a cup of coffee and settle in your favorite spot. You deserve it. I hope you're encouraged by what you hear today. From Grief to Grace, written by Denisha Carme, published by Zulon Press. Chapter 5, Fountain of Grace, Waves of Healing. New beginnings are often disguised as painful endings. Zephaniah 3.17 says, The Lord your God in your midst, the Mighty One, will save. He will rejoice over you with gladness. He will quiet you with His love. He will rejoice over you with singing. My well was empty and dry until I opened my heart to Jesus and allowed His will to take root in my life. The moment I lowered barriers that only I had built, God filled me with His overflowing fountain of grace. We can't operate from an empty well. I know I talk about my mom singing a lot, but again, I am going to reference a song that she used to sing and that I sang at my brother's funeral. Peace, peace, wonderful peace, coming down from the Father above. Sweep over my spirit forever, I pray, in fathomless billows of love. I prayed so fervently for that precious peace to cover my life and overwhelm me. Something that is fathomless cannot be measured or understood quite similar to saying peace that passes all understanding. We were never meant to fully understand all the awesome acts of God. His grace, peace, and mercy are some of those unexplainable things. Peace gives the impression of being very deep, mysterious, and complicated. All we have to do is trust God, and He will drop that sweet sensation into our spirit. I wanted to do more than survive. I wanted to thrive. I wanted to feel guiltless happiness. Our identity doesn't have to rest upon our trials of grief. We can grow through them and cultivate the life that God desires us to have. What I didn't realize in the beginning of my journey from grief to grace was that I had easy access to my freedom. See, my key to healing was found in Jesus. The moment I received the Holy Ghost and accepted His Spirit into my heart, I gained possession of the most significant gift to utilize my healing. 
What a beautiful and accessible provision he has given me. I am now and forevermore a child of God, a royal princess. Our breakdown comes when we allow our grief to captain our progress instead of God's grace. Hebrews 4.16, let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. I could have started this book with this very scripture and left every other page blank. It says it all. When you are grieving in your spirit, there is only one thing to do. Go. Get up and go boldly before his throne of grace in your time of need. There is an old familiar place that we can go for healing and restoration. God is waiting on us to run to him. He died on a cross for you and for me. And there is a beautiful wave of mercy that flows from the cross. It's like a waterfall. And who doesn't like a beautiful waterfall? Everything we need to thrive is there. He is ready to pour it on your life. I thank God that I found that majestic waterfall of grace and mercy, which allowed healing into my life. I love to sing. So as a singer, I would just begin singing praises to his name. And in that melody, a beautiful overflow of grace began to happen. I had to be willing to relinquish my title as a victim in order to hold my shield of victory. Once the hard work of overcoming rejection was complete, I could move forward with my healing. I truly believe the scars remain as reminders of our journey. It's not always about the finished product. Sometimes, or dare I say, most times, it's about the process. Even when it stings. Did you know we can have physical responses to emotional problems? I recently started seeing a holistic doctor for my out-of-control hormones. I learned that my body was reacting to emotional damage that stemmed from my childhood. It's absolutely bizarre how our bodies were created. I sat on this table talking possibly too much to this perfect stranger. One question led to another, then another. She listened to me self-diagnose and overshare for more than an hour. Finally, she said, your problems started long ago. Um, duh, I could have told you that. As she stood there and continued blowing my mind with truths about my life that I didn't even tell her, I cried and I hung my head. But she said, Don't be ashamed. I want to help you find healing. God sure does know whom we need in our path. I told her that I firmly believed in spiritual healing. But along the way, I was harming my body by holding all my hurt inside. This doctor prayed with me and helped me see the damaging effects of stress. 
I am still walking my road to healing and I sometimes slip and fall. But when that happens, I take a moment to sit and drink from his glorious fountain of grace. We can always count on God's grace and his love in our loneliest of moments. He's right there holding out his arms to offer you comfort. We can't blame him or even the devil for every bad thing that's ever come our way. Most of the time, it's just life. And unfortunately, as a child, the bad choices that your parents make will affect you more than anyone else. My husband knows better than anyone that trust never came easy to me. I worked so hard, but that was after I made him beg for me to not make him pay for my father's mistakes. I am so ashamed that I ever made him feel like I didn't deserve his love or that he didn't deserve my trust. I was damaged goods, and yet he wanted to love me. Closure or lack of it caused so much of the emotional topsy-turvy in my life. My father rejected me, which I still struggle with because it was his choice. I don't need a therapist to tell me why I have issues with self-worth. However, not having the chance to ask him why... Well, that to me is the heavier baggage, like paying Delta an unexpected $300 more at check-in kind of baggage. That's a lump in your throat, kick you in the stomach, knife in the heart kind of hurt. I still sometimes find myself searching for approval. Am I good enough? Will they like my hair? Are my shoes stylish? Am I funny? Do I talk too much? Am I pretty enough? This is when I remind myself that God has made me in his image and I will shine. It's not about the approval of others, remember? I have to keep my heart purposed in him and shield myself from doubt. Rejection changes the way we think about ourselves. It puts a false reality into our innermost thoughts, and that is when we begin all the negative self-talk. Be encouraged. There is freedom in healing. However, that will only happen when we take a step-by-step approach focusing on forgiveness. We typically throw ourselves into anything and everything instead of just dealing with our inside hurts. I mean truly addressing the problem. We have to take the time to be completely honest with ourselves. Doing that will save so much confusion and wasted moments. Every mile of heartache, every lonely weekend, every cold visit to a jail phone, every time I enthusiastically answered a collect call only to hear, Let me talk to your brother. Every look of disapproval validated my biggest fear of being less than all the other girls who lived in functional homes. Those moments led me to the arms of a man wise far beyond his years. 
They molded me to be his wife. He is far more than I deserve in everything I prayed for and then some. When he walked into my life, I was damaged and tattered. Then I became broken and still he loved me. I would say God was in the middle of that. Never postpone a chance for joy if life brings it along. I have learned that the broken pieces of my heart remain broken, but I have managed to seal the cracks. And with God, I have redesigned the empty places. Broken can be fixed if you want it badly enough. Do you want it badly enough? God's power has been at work in me from the very beginning. Even when I didn't feel it, see it, or know it, he was waiting on me. We live moments, good or bad, for a purpose. Enduring is the key. We must be willing to endure the process. There is beauty in the unfolding, but if we can't get out of our own way and relinquish our grip to God's grace, then we will forever be stuck. We will relive an excruciating cycle day after day until we surrender. Simply and unapologetically surrender. It won't be pretty, but as you shed every bad memory, you will become more and more of a person and the person that God has called you to be. He doesn't want us to keep our agonizing moments on repeat and punish ourselves day after day with grief. Stand boldly and surrender your trials to God. Stand sacrificing all your pain and grief to Him. He will repurpose your energy to a greater, more fulfilled life. His love is unfailing. Thank you for joining me, and I hope you enjoyed Chapter 5 of From Grief to Grace. I can't wait to share the rest of the book with you. The next episode will be Chapter 6, where I talk about finding God's will in the midst of my pain. I truly hope that as you join me on this journey from grief to grace, that you are inspired and you learn to believe in yourself and love yourself. Until next time, friend, I hope that you learn to find grace and expose it in every situation. See you next time.